Hello there, Kate Sterling here. Um, lovely to connect, as we say. Um, happy whatever day you're listening to this on, whether that's, well, one of the seven days of the week, and whether it's morning or afternoon or evening, uh, just sending you lots and lots of positive energy. And um, and also just, you know, um, oh, there's WhatsApp. Um, just also reminding you that you don't have to pretend you're feeling great if you're not feeling great because you might have seen the term toxic positivity banded around um not banded but you know shared and it is a real thing and it means essentially that we say we're okay when we're not so i just wanted to start today by saying that it's okay to not feel okay and that in those moments, it's also really important to remember that you are allowed to ask for help and that you are allowed to say, you know, reach out to your GP, reach out to charities like um, even the Samaritans, reach out to charities like Mind, which is mental health charity or Beat, which is a eating disorder charity, or whatever is going on for you. Tommy's, which is a miscarriage charity, all, all of the cancer charities you know like these things whether it's you or your family or someone that you know is experiencing something challenging whether that's from a health perspective or whether it's from your own experiences at the minute whether that's anxiety there's often a charity or a support for everything um, I became a member a few years ago of I cut this is really bad I should have checked it out but the anxiety charity um, <laughs> because it gave me free access to headspace partly um, which I then actually never really used, but um, I had never really considered that anxiety could be an issue even in itself. And even anxiety can be something that is really quite crippling. So, you know, just remember that it's okay to look to these resources for support and that no matter what people say, there is nothing wrong with seeking help and there is nothing wrong with for example, going on medication if you need it, um, if it's prescribed by your GP or whatever. I was on antidepressants for a couple of years, I don't think I'd be here without them. And that is as someone who knows how to eat well and move well and sleep well and do all those things because I'm also a personal trainer and have lots of experience with balancing lifestyle coaching and things like that. And even I, as one of those people, needed help. So you know, just do what's right for you. Anyway, um, that was important for me to share today because the topic of today, um, I've been thinking about it a lot really over the last, well, even over the last two years, but it's the toxic nature of the fitness industry and how to remain sane and safe within that environment. Um, so basically this all stems back to the fact that the fitness industry, you would assume is, kind of the pillar or the pinnacle of perfection in terms of how to look after yourself but actually a lot of people that work in the fitness industry whether that's um, coaches or whether that's PTs or fitness models have really unhealthy relationships with food. I was reading a study earlier or a post earlier that was saying that a study in 2015 had suggested that 59% of women had issues around food and these individuals worked in the fitness industries. And that can be anything from anxiety around eating certain foods to overly restrictive behaviours, to over-exercising, to often being unable to actually enjoy social situations because the anxiety that comes from being in social situations can be 
enough to stop you from going to such social situations and enjoying them without worrying about um, kind of whether it's what you're eating or drinking or the calorific um, repercussions of that because essentially what happens when you work in the health industry is that you do become a bit more aware of whether that is how foods are made or the calorie content so the energy content of foods or the macros which is what food is broken down into the three main groups which fats proteins and uh, carbohydrates and then what happens is as well as you understand potentially a little better how to work your body and how to almost manipulate it into looking a certain way. Now, I'm not saying that everyone in the fitness industry is like this and I'm not saying that everyone outside of the fitness industry is then also not able to know these things, of course. But the reason I wanted to share this was that over the last year or two specifically, um, and way beyond that, I'd become quite conflicted as a trainer with regards to the information that I shared when it came to things like how to control food intake or how to find a healthy balance or how to find the right way of saying to someone, I think you should probably not eat a whole bar of chocolate before you go to bed every night, like a 200 gram bar of chocolate every night, because I knew that from previous experience with my anorexia when I was 16, that 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 restrictive behavior can become your life very, very, very quickly. And the reason I share all this is that over the last four months, I've been working on a nutrition course, um, which has been blowing my mind in many ways and has actually had a really positive impact for me because I've realized that a lot of my habits that I had, even now, were actually really still linked to some of that restrictive behavior. Now, don't get me wrong, I eat all the foods and um, I do try and do it with balance. So I do sometimes say no thank you to things because for me, I like to feel a certain way in my skin. And of course that balance tips sometimes, that's just supernatural. We all go through that. And you know, over the last year, for example, I've definitely drunk more than I, I have done over the last couple of years um, consistently, or I have, eaten more as in like more quality more quantities of food which is totally fine because I really think that we're all so individual that there's no one size fits all and that part of this is your journey to experience and experiment and find where your happy place is in your skin but also what works for you when it comes to food and exercise and whether that's alcohol consumption or not having alcohol your sleep, your other lifestyle factors, the choices that you make when it comes to where you want to go on holiday or the quality of the food that you're buying. So all these things play into it on a deeper level because of the relationship that you have with yourself. But the reason I share all of this is that I think over the last year, we've all probably, or 18 months even, possibly spent more time on social media. So we've been exposed to a lot more visual content when it comes to what we should look like, what we should eat, like the amount of reels I've seen recently of what I eat in a day, which you should never watch, well you can watch, but just be, obviously you can watch, you can do it whenever you like, but just be conscious of the fact that we're all so different, our energetic needs are completely different from one person to the other, so if you're watching, for example, a reel of someone who has a body shape that you would really like to emulate and they have a certain way of eating, their way of eating, A, isn't necessarily the truth. They might not be eating everything that they're showing you. B, they might not be showing you enough energy for what your body needs. Three, they might not have a nutrition, a nutritional kind of 
experience in their past so you have no idea well you might have an idea but what they're sharing might not actually be a balanced approach it could be over the amount of calories you need it could be under the amount of calories you need and I like to kind of talk about calories as energy as well because I think sometimes obviously the calories on a packet don't determine the breakdown of the food so how your body uses food depends on the type of food it is whether it's a protein a carbohydrate a fat whether it's a mix of all those things um so going back to the first point (laughs) um is that our bodies are all so different no matter what you do you might eat that whatever that person is eating in a reel in a day and never look like that body you're trying to become because not just from a genetic point of view are you different to that person your limbs might even be different lengths so when i did my yoga teacher training we did this experiment where we all stood in a line based on our arm length and my, I had the shortest arms in the class, which I then felt very grateful for, like to know because it, it made a lot of sense in some of the postures I couldn't do because my hands literally couldn't reach the floor or bind in a certain way, which means to kind of wrap your arms around you and kind of find each hand and make a like a circle or a loop, whether that's threading arms through breaks in the knee or little cracks in the knee or the shoulders or whatever it is or the waist. And so there were people there with longer arms than me, literally longer arms. And so all these things are going to massively impact your own specific energetic requirements alongside your own disposition for change when it comes to composition. So a lot of what we see in the fitness world is really lean, so ripped muscular bodies. Now that doesn't just come from like being very restrictive from a calorie perspective and food intake but it comes from very specific training so when you see lean bodies essentially it means that their body fat percentage is is at a low enough level that the muscles are seen all of us if we were at a lean body fat percentage in theory would look like those fitness models because we all have those muscles in our bodies it's just that through whether it is living a very restrictive lifestyle or having an eating disorder or overtraining beyond what the body really wants to do or genetics come into play or their their kind of approach and the history of their training whether they've been training for years and years and years that will all affect how they look and what happens often is that people will train for a very specific period of time whether that's for a bodybuilding competition or a, build, a, a bikini comp or for their own aesthetic desires um, and they'll get loads of photos done in that time and then they'll use those photos or videos or whatever to share that this is how they look and you have to remember as well that even cameras on phones can distort how we look so for example the long lens on my iPhone makes my legs look longer and slimmer than what they are and um, I'm just going to admit that I quite like that because that's how in terms of how our society is there's a subconscious messaging in my brain that goes oh well you you look great like and and that's how I feel as well I like that feeling of lightness but then that's not what my legs look like in the real world because they don't they're not that long and they're not that slim and that's cool because I'm down with that and I've come to accept that because genetically my legs are a certain way they carry a lot of muscle and that's how they are and 
This summer I've really started to feel much more comfortable with just being in clothes because they're clothes, not trying to emulate and look a certain way. And interestingly, what I found is that in, in line with doing the nutrition stuff is that I am even now still feeding myself, feeding myself on a much better trajectory or, or with a much better approach than what I even did a year ago. And what I think happens when we are surrounded by all this imagery of how we're told we should look is that even if we're making choices that aren't conscious you start to develop a new way or a new approach to life that isn't actually potentially very healthy for you and your body so whether that is skipping a meal here and here and there or whether that is having a coffee over eating something or whether that is looking to over exercise these are all choices to push yourself into looking or feeling a certain way so obviously there's a balance, there's an amazing component of exercise that is is really forgotten about and that's how you how it makes you feel and and yeah compositional changes can be great if you want to make them. Likewise, some of us, yeah, sometimes we do want to lose a bit of weight or sometimes we do want to gain weight. But there are other bigger things as well, like what is your relationship with food like? Is it healthy? Are you able to go to a restaurant and just look at a menu and be like, oh, I want pizza because I feel like pizza. And then maybe you might be like, well, okay, I want pizza, but I also am trying to perhaps lighten myself up a bit. So I'll have a plate of salad alongside it or some vegetables on the side. From a health perspective, maybe that's going to suit your goals better. But it doesn't mean that you can only just have like one slice indulge in the pizza but then perhaps it also means that you're not going to have pizza every night so it's all about that that variety and moderation and I think it's so important because a lot of these reels well firstly I don't know whether I've got this like this could just be me also trying to embrace my age because I'm 36 now and a lot of what I think flashes up on Instagram are women that and men but to be honest I don't really I don't really look at them um, or I don't really have them coming up in my discovery feeds. It's women in their late teens, early 20s. And obviously our bodies change a lot or the capabilities of our body changes over time. So it doesn't mean to say that as we get older, we just don't, we shouldn't work out or train because I think it's really important to continue to do that, especially if it helps you feel good. But their bodies can do a lot more than what my 36 year old slightly dilapidated now an injured body can do and that's cool as well because I know that and I can accept that but I think sometimes we forget that and it means that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to keep pushing ourselves or or eating in a certain way to try and still look like what whether it was what we looked like when we were 20 or whether it is what the you know that person that girl looks like who you think looks amazing and then you forget your own we forget our own journey and our own path with what's right for us. And I think it becomes super toxic because especially if you've had a previous relationship with yourself that hasn't been that great, so if your self-esteem hasn't been that great, or if you have worried about food and you have seen food as good and bad, which it's not, it's just food. All food is amazing food. It just depends on how you're balancing it out in your life and that's where the impact comes. Likewise with movement and exercise, it is incredible, but your body needs time to adapt and it takes time to adjust. So if you do a hard training session, you're actually better off giving your body a day of rest the next day so that it can adapt and get stronger and change. 
And that's another thing I've really noticed that even over the last couple of weeks of playing around with all this nutrition stuff and making sure that I'm, whether it is eating enough protein or sleeping enough or drinking enough water or drinking less alcohol, my body has started to change and I'm not, I don't have scales in the house. I haven't used scales for a very, very long time. That's fine by me. I do it based on how I feel in my skin. But even that on the scales, for example, if you use scales, they fluctuate, our weight fluctuates all the time, especially as women. We can gain between three to five kilograms in a month, depending on our cycle, just of water weight sometimes, just of your body can, holds onto water when you, for example, when you eat a lot of carbs, your body holds onto water alongside storing the energy in the muscles that the carbohydrates have given you. So firstly, don't worry about the number on the scales. Secondly, don't worry about what someone eats in a day. If there's inspiration from that that you can take in terms of, oh, that looks nice, I might try that, great. If it turns into, oh, well, um, I eat more than that, that means I'm bad, no, no. It's all about your relationship with food and your relationship with exercise that makes you feel good and that operates like your body, like a Ferrari or a Maserati or like a McLaren engine or whatever it is, that like high level, that high class of engine or car or whatever it is, maybe you have like, maybe you wanna, maybe you wanna compare this to your favorite place in the world. Okay, so where's the place in the world? Where's that experience that's been the most incredible experience you've ever had, whether it's in a hotel or travel or with friends or something that you've had that was like nothing else tops it. That's how you want to treat your body to be feeling like. Um, and to kind of get to that point where it's operating at that level. So whether that is dreaming of being in a first class flight, or maybe, I mean, that's a big goal of mine in my life, um, or maybe you've, you've traveled first class and it's that sense of value and worth and wealth that that gives you, that's how you want to emulate your, or this is what I think we should do. You don't have to do this, obviously. I'm, I'm very careful, I don't want to preach, but, the impact of that, of treating your body like it is that first class plane ticket, it is that favorite hotel in the world, it is that treatment that you give yourself that you just absolutely adore, that feeling afterwards, that kind of, that amazing feeling that you get from doing something that gives you joy. That's how you want to respond and respect and treat your body, your mind, how you move. And it's not to worry about the fact that someone has a six pack or the fact that someone's bum is like perfect in terms of what we have been told to believe it is based on images or even in films you know the characters that we see on film Hollywood has been rife with this for years in that you know people that get cast in the lead female roles or the lead male roles look a certain way you know there is a huge demand on them to keep their bodies looking in a certain way beyond a couple of characters who then generally get a bit typecast into comedic roles and I mean I really hope that that continues to change but the one thing that I think is hugely conflicting <laughs> in the message that it gives is the fitness industry because if you think about it 59% or whatever the percentage was that's at least one in two women on Instagram essentially if you think of it like that have an unhealthy and unbalanced and toxic relationship with food and in this study they were kind of asked about their relationship and it was all about how the fact that they didn't feel 
like they could be comfortable around food, food gave them anxiety, there was overly controlling and obsessive behaviours, there was concern about body image and how they saw themselves. So if you think about it, all these people as well potentially are putting up pictures that you're like, oh God, I wish I had that body. And then in their heads, they're not liking themselves. And I think this is why finding that autonomy for you and your journey and your life, and this is something that has really become massive for me in my life and how I think that, which is partly why I set up the podcast, because actually we all have this power in us to live those lives that we want to live, is is like staying in your lane and keeping the blinkers on. And yes, of course, like I run I run my online membership. membership. So yeah, I still work in the fitness industry. Like I still have that connection to it, but my connection to it is very much on a level of encouraging the message that we should move and work out to feel good in our skin, to build confidence, to find a balance with it where you want to do it and you take action to do it, but it doesn't control your life, where you can go to a restaurant and enjoy a meal out without it creating anxiety and fear, where you can go out with your mates and not worry about it before you go out. And you can go out and be comfortable in your clothes and you can walk into a room wherever you are in your journey, right? Because wherever you are in your journey, whatever your goal is, whether it is to hit a certain body aesthetic goal or whether it's to feel more energized or whether it's to, you know, um, feel a certain way with other people. If you start to look at what other people are doing, you'll forget that and it'll become about what they're doing rather than what and why you're doing and the place that you want to go on your journey with exercise and food and drink. And it's why this, that I have those in the steps, the Sterling steps that I wrote to, which is my belief that it's the ultimate balance, is when you can find those balance with those things alongside a positive body image, it just becomes a joy in every single instant because what happens then is you become way more aware pardon me way more aware of how you're feeling of how and what exercise can help you with what it can also balance out when it comes to stress and anxiety and then likewise with food how you can eat to really respect your body so you're eating really well but you're also remembering that you are that Maserati or that first class flight because you have value and you have worth. And likewise, when it comes to alcohol, I love a good glass of wine, but there is a line with it sometimes that is so easily crossed. And I I very honestly have, I think this last year, crossed that line a couple of times when stress has really piled up and yep, I've done all the other stuff, but wine and you know, a few drinks on a Friday and a Saturday have really helped me feel like life has some purpose. And that is unhealthy in my opinion. So that's something as well that you don't know what what, what that kind of, that's not something that people in the fitness industry necessarily talk about because there's a lot of stigma and shame attached to that, especially when it comes to working in fitness and health. But a lot of people, when they're working that hard, even in the fitness world, possibly having those blowouts at the other end or they're going hyper restrictive the other way and they won't even touch a drink which is fine if that's what makes them feel good of course like I'm not saying everyone should drink alcohol like I really think that life is better on the lighter end of it but you know like just remember that we have no idea what they're eating but you have no idea whether they're snuffling laxatives at night before they go to bed or how much coffee they're drinking or caffeine or 
you know, whatever it is. Like, I remember years ago hearing a story of someone that just ate cucumber all the time. That's not balanced. That's not healthy. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a photo, yeah, they looked hot. But, like, they weren't. That's not healthy. And, actually, it's so important to respect our bodies now while we can because, you know, it's it plays into the rest of your life as well. And being present in that then has a massive impact in in all the things that you can enjoy. And it means that when you go on that first class flight, you can really enjoy it all and you can be present and you can have fun. And likewise, when you, you know, you're driving that Maserati or whatever it is, you know, you might never drive a Maserati, but the effect is that you could be driving a really daggy beat out car and still feel the same because in you and your skin, that's the point I'm trying to make is that you feel on top of the world because you're not worrying about that reel in a day that shows a ridiculously small amount of calories by someone who's definitely recovering from an eating disorder which is fine obviously people are allowed to post whatever they want just be super careful with what you're surrounding yourself with because it has a massive impact on your perception of yourself and it has a massive impact on your own journey within it and I think that it's really important to be honest about all these human bits and pieces because even those who work in health and fitness have days where they're not conscious of their health and fitness and they're human too and we just might not see that on the Instagram side of things because essentially that doesn't sell does it like you go to someone who works in fitness because you want that inspiration but really for me fitness is about finding that balance so that you can also enjoy life as a, as a human and that you can be able to yeah train really hard and eat really well but also go out for a meal with your mates when you want to without even thinking twice about it and I've been in that place where you don't where, where there's so much anxiety around food that it's just awful and trust me when I say that life is far more enjoyable when you find that balance in the middle so and that can take years I'm still figuring it out to be honest like I'm still figuring it out because it can very easily sway into overly restrictive patterns um, but likewise it is really good when you get into a swing and you start to if you are working towards goals notice change so I think I shared like at the minute I'm working towards just really looking after myself and wanting to feel really comfortable when I go to a few big social situations and occasions in the summer should they still for <coughs> me go ahead that's fine that's that's my choice but when it comes to your goals whether it is just wanting to get a bit more active really dig deep into your soul and your honest truth about what you want from it and then you can start to work towards it and I've always said that if you focus on the increasing your activity levels if you don't do much already or vice versa maybe it's bringing them back down a bit if you focus on nurturing yourself if you focus on wanting to feel like you're on that first class flight or driving that Maserati or whatever it is or being the Maserati um, the rest of it the reper the not repercussions the effect come as a byproduct because what will happen is you'll start to respect yourself more you'll start to feel more comfortable 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 and confident in your skin and you'll also just start to make choices on a subconscious level that benefit your goals and your values 
And if you find that you're consistently getting stuck and are overwhelmed, just whenever you have a decision to make, whether it's buying food, doing a workout, going for a walk, whatever it is, just take a moment, take a deep inhale breath. Let it out. Maybe take another one. Think back to your goal. What is it that you want? How do you want to feel? What's the energy you'd like to bring into your life? And then is the decision you're about to make aligned with that goal? Not worrying about what someone eats in a day on Instagram or worrying about how their abs look or how their bum looks because trust me, we all have wobbly bits. And to get to that very, very low body percentage takes a lot of work and a hell of a lot of restriction. And to be honest, it's just not fun. I've been at that lower body percentage and life is not very colorful. And it's really lacking in energy and it's very grumpy and it's quite emotional and it's not very positive and it just feels rubbish. Now obviously some people are training for very specific things and they have very focused goals whether that's for like I said before a bodybuilding competition or a bikini competition sometimes people have to do very intense cuts um, weight loss sections before martial arts competitions to make weight or boxing competitions but they're not going to go down and then stay there because it's unsustainable and this is where that whole yo-yo stuff comes in with dieting. So my reminder to you is that you are amazing just how you are. Remember, get the greatest showman on, this is me. Keep driving that energy in towards you. When you are looking at fitness content, just remember that you're only seeing a little bit of it, even the stuff that I share. I do try and be as tra transparent as possible, but there are still things perhaps that I forget about. Just remember that, focus on your goals, focus on where you're heading, focus on that first class flight or that Maserati or that dream holiday or that holiday that you've been on, wherever it is that you want to connect to, and that will help you stay focused in your lane. I think you're amazing. Thank you so much for having a listen. Please do rate and review if you have the time, it really helps. And uh, feel free to keep sharing what you would like me to talk about on the podcast. Sending you a lots and lots of love. Speak soon. Bye.